I think if you want to change and you really want to be wrong about some of the things that you strongly believe in, in, the, in your own past as a, as a leader or as a person, you need to trust others and you need to, to listen others with, with care and with openness, right? And I think that's a very unusual skill on people who run businesses because they are just to know all the answers, right? And, and I think we need to start falling more in love with the, with the questions and help others answer them. Welcome to the IDOU Creative Confidence Podcast, a series focused on building your confidence at work to tackle your biggest creative challenges. Join us as we learn insights and lessons straight from IDEO and today's most impact-oriented design thinking leaders. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Creative Confidence Podcast. I'm Suzanne Gibbs-Howard. Today, my special guest is Hernan Carranza. He is the Chief Innovation Officer at Intercorp Group, which is one of the largest organizations in the nation of Peru. Uh, he's also the managing director of La Victoria Lab, which is their innovation shop there at Intercorp. Today, we're going to focus in with Hernan and talk to him about how creative leaders need to play the long game for innovation. That when you're working toward a big, bold purpose and change and business transformation in the world, you've got to be dedicated to that goal for a long time. And what are the things that keep you motivated and working toward that. So we'll talk about the role of relationships and all of that and some of the principles that uh, Hernan and others around him think about in order to practice the behaviors of creative leadership. So welcome, Hernan. Thank you for joining me. And I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Suzanne, for the invitation. And thank you for having me here today with you. Wonderful. So what we wanted to start off talking about is just to help everybody in the community learn a little bit more about Intergroup. It's actually a fascinating business organization. So if you could maybe introduce us to Intercorp through the purpose, and then also give us a little insight into your particular role there and how you are helping to manifest that purpose in the world. Sure. So perhaps before before going into our purpose, I can um, briefly explain what Intercorp is for the benefit of the audience. Um, Intercorp is a Peruvian conglomerate. Um, it's, it's a massive organization. We employ over 82,000 people. We have over 20 companies. And the one thing that uh, the, the companies share in common, in common is that all of them are um, offering services and products for the Peruvian middle class family, right? So that's our mission. And our pur- purpose is to help Peru become the best country in Latin America to raise a family. So every, every, wow. everything that we offer is around the needs of the Peruvian middle class family, all the way from, from clinics to schools to entertainment, financial services, retail. And, and, and we sort of imagine the, the, the journey, um, the life journey of the Peruvian family to keep designing the, the offerings that we provide to them. Wow. So, so as I mentioned, that's our purpose, right? To, to help Peru become the best place in Latin America, in Latin America to raise a family. Um, and um, my role uh, essentially um, goes through La Victoria Lab, which is the center of innovation uh, that is applies across uh, the conglomerate. And, and basically what, what we bring to the table is um, try to make this purpose uh, happen on a, fo- on a bolder way, on a faster way, and, and, and probably more importantly, on a, on, a human, on a human way, right? So we, we bring the lens of design to the table 
and, and, and with that, we help our companies imagine their future. We help them um, get transformed, evolve, yeah, gather inspiration to our leaders. And so that's, that's happening across organizations that run cinemas, banks, pharmacies, schools, schools for children, schools for adults, everything all at the same time. That's amazing. And so I love how you talk about connecting that journey all across the entire life of the Peruvian family. Um, now, now, I know in Peru, in the whole world over the last year, there's been an incredible amount of change. I think there's been a lot of pressure and challenges and, and healthcare issues with, with COVID in the nation of Peru, just like everywhere else. At the same time, I know in the last few weeks, Peru has also come through a very, very dramatic presidential election. And I'm curious if that's impacted how you think about your purpose in any way. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, Peru Peru is going through hard times. I, I think the human species is going through hard times uh, globally and historically. Um, and as you mentioned, um, right now we're going through a political and social crisis on top of the healthcare and economic crisis that we, that we already were going through, right? And I guess what that makes on ourselves is, at least on me, uh, it brings more energy because we have learned that the challenges that we were trying to solve are even more structural, right? And and, and the sense of urgency um, and the sense of responsibility that, that now we have as, as leaders of Intercorp is, in my opinion, even bigger than it was before. I mean, I, I think historically in the last couple of decades, uh, we have tried to tackle the, the biggest challenge that the country has through the, through the private sector. And I think that's now even a bigger imperative. The other thing that ha- is happening a lot locally is, as, as in the US, probably in other countries, um, our consumers are changing dramatically, right? Particularly their habits and their behaviors. So one of the things we're doing um, in the last few months is we are encouraging our businesses to go through a, a very intense journey of active listening to their consumers so that we can really learn what are the things that are going to stay and how can we start designing for those new behaviors? Wow. So just taking this time, knowing that there's even more urgency, there's even more importance on everything you're doing. And so before you even lean into action, just listening even more closely, paying attention deeply to the needs of all of the communities you're designing for. That is fantastic. I'm curious, I know you personally and so many of the leaders and the people at Intercorp across all of the 33 businesses that you're working with are so dedicated toward this purpose. And there's so much just grit and stick-to-itiveness that's needed. You've been there over 10 years, right? You were at Casa Andina even before that. So how, how long have you been in the Intercorp? organization. I, I joined in the government 2004, so it's been like uh, 17 years already. Yeah, so there's, it's not a short-term goal. And I'd love to have you share with us some of, some of the stories that there's, I know there's classic story that kind of captures the work that you're trying to do and how this for-profit organization is having a big pack on, impact on the lives of Peruvians. So share with us a couple of your, your favorite stories about innovation at Intercorp. Well, there are many stories because um, IDEO and Intercorp has been working together for a decade so far on a, on a non-stop relationship. And I would say there are stories that are more systemic. Uh, so we have made interventions that feel more more across all our businesses, right? Um, and that's how I guess La Victoria Lab appeared as a 
sort of in-house centralized capability to infuse design mindset across all our companies. So that's like a horizontal, a horizontal innovation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a transversal capability across across conglomerate. But there has also been a few initiatives that are less systemic and probably more iconic that are probably where my where my heart is. I mean, when you ask about my favorite initiatives, I guess Intercorp has gone through, I would say, three uh, stages of growth in the last 25 years, which is when when we um, started doing business, right? The first one was more like financial services driven and was more in the capital. So we, we own the, the fourth largest bank in the country. So we were more into financial services for the people from the capital, basically. And we and we spent around eight years doing focusing just on that. Then our second wave of growth uh, was more into, into uh, modern retail and how can we bring modern retail to places that are decentralized uh, throughout all the country. Um, and I think we have also done a fantastic job uh, there. Um, the retail business of Intercorp is, is huge. It's, er- it's literally everywhere in every, single, in every single corner of the country. And, and then the last um, wave of growth has been more applied to shared value, right? Which is a, a term that Professor Michael Porter from Harvard Business School coined, which is essentially doing well while, while doing good. And, 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 and these two things are not necessarily mutually exclusive, right? And probably my favorite stories are in that third um, stage. So I guess I can share a couple. Um, one is um, probably Aviva. Aviva is a, a new brand that we launched a few years ago um, from La Victoria Lab, which is, um, if you have heard about Innova Schools, mm-hmm. right? Innova Schools is a network of schools that we that we launched like 11 years ago with, with you guys. Uh, we, we co-designed together with IDEO. Um, that was essentially um, trying to put together a affordable network of schools uh, that was scalable through technology and that was um, providing world-class standards. Wonderful. And that was also... Um, Profitable, right? Because we, we strongly believe on, on the power of, of businesses. So that has been a huge success in the past decade. We have over 60 schools, three different countries, and over 50,000 students going there. Wow. And inspired by that, we asked ourselves, why can't we do something similar in healthcare? So we launched Aviva, which is a network of clinics. And, and that for me was one of my favorite stories because I was um, an active part of the design team. So I spent six months of my life learning about the opportunities of healthcare for this country. So it was very foundational for me as a designer, but also for my for my team. Um, and I really um, enjoyed personally how the design process works, right? You talk to users, um, you really learn from them. And, 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 and it's when I learned how powerful can a single insight be. Share with us like some of an insight that you got as you were on the ground learning about what's needed in clinics to really scale them in a in an impactful way across Peru. So, so we we knew we wanted to do something similar to Innova Body Healthcare, but we didn't know what the right starting point should be. And we talked to dozens of, of, of users, right? And and we learned. And the key insight, um, one of the key insights was that um, Peruvian families don't necessarily care about their healthcare until the point that they become parents, right? And that's the moment, that's sort of the inflection point on which they really start caring about their own healthcare because now it's the service of somebody else. In that moment, talking, uh, talking with, a, with a, pregnant, a pregnant woman, we learned that that, what, that should be the starting point because that was the moment on which 
you know, couples and, or, or single moms uh, really started to care a lot about their own healthcare. So, yeah. so we have designed the whole um, uh, offering around helping moms how to go through that journey through the most possible human experience. Yeah. That was one that was for me very, very um, inspiring. Um, and then, and then there's another one that, that I like quite a lot, uh, which is Peru Champs. Uh-huh. A completely different piece of work. Yeah. Peru Champs is also in education. So it still belongs to the shared value um, approach to, to doing business. And, and what we tried to do was we were worried about the people who cannot afford the $130 that an average Innova school costs to the family per, per month per kid, right? So that's targeted to the Peruvian middle class family that makes between $800 to $1,600 per month as a, as, a, as a family. But we ask ourselves, what about the people who do less than $800, right? That, that, are, that have extremely talented kids and that cannot afford to pay for a monthly fee of Innova schools. So that's how we um, arrived to this uh, design solution, which is Peru Champs, which is, I mean, you can, you can Google it, but it's essentially a, it was highly inspired by, by Kiva and, and Indiegogo and Kickstarter, which is essentially a scholarship program on which you can uh, go through some of the kits that we have identified whose families cannot afford this amount of money. And, and you can fall in love with one of the stories and, and uh, start helping them and start to support those families. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The reason why I like so much Peru Champs is because um, it was a it was a white white canvas, so everything needed to come from 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 the ideas world, and and also because I I really connected with some of the stories of these kids because I, I did that was one of my first projects also and I was like designing myself not not leading a group of designers, and I and I learned about so many amazing stories of of kids that were eight-year-old, 10-year-olds, and, and, and what were their, their missions and their um, illusions in life, right? And, and what are they connecting with? So we were able to put together a website with 300 stories to start with, of 300 kids. And now we have over 3,000 kids that we are supporting every year. Wow. Hey guys, we hope you're enjoying the conversation. Just want to tell you a little bit more about IDOU. We're an online school where anyone can learn to solve anything creatively. If you're curious to go deeper into the topics of this podcast and learn more about scaling creativity within your team or organization, I invite you to join us for our course, Leading for Creativity, which is taught by IDEO Chair Tim Brown. You can learn more about this course at idou.com slash leading. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So thank you for sharing those stories with us. I wanted to move on to a couple other themes about the kinds of things that have helped you personally and your teams and the company stay connected to a pathway of innovation and business transformation. So I know that... As IDEO, I met you, uh, part of IDEO, I met you because we've been working with La Victoria Lab and across Intercorp for 10 years now. And I'm curious how you think about the power of relationships, what relationships do for you in order to keep you going and keep innovation flowing at Intercorp? Yeah, maybe I can start that that, uh, answer through 
through sharing something that I learned a couple of years ago, uh, for me was a very important insight. One of the top insights I have learned in my in my journey so far in, in innovation and, and transformation, right? Which is that in order to innovate, in order to change, you need to first change yourself, right? So um, essentially, innovation is change, innovation is transformation, and business transformation or digital transformation or any other type of transformation is essentially a human transformation, right? Uh, we learned this on a on an event we put together a couple of years ago with Eric Ries. Mm-hmm. And Eric, uh, he was emphasizing a lot this fact that if you want to transform your business and you want to come up with new ideas, the first thing you need to transform is yourself. And, and, and literally look at the mirror and say, what are the things that I need to change in order to be more future ready, right? So for me, that is an essential insight. If, if you want to change uh, your business, your country, your, your own life, is to be um, humble enough and open enough to listen to other points of views um, so that you can, and also to be self-aware, right? And, and to be eager, to really be, to really want to change some of your personality traits, right? It's something that I keep struggling with, I have to be honest. Um, I, 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 I still have some things that are hard to change, but I think that for me is, is the most important thing. And then, and then tiny to your question about relationships, I think you can't do that alone. I think if, if you want to change and, and, to, and you really want to, to be wrong about some of the things that you strongly believe in, in, the, in your own past as a, as a leader or as a person, you need to trust others and you need to to listen others with with care and with openness, right? And I think that's a very unusual skill on on people who run businesses because they are ha- we are used they are used to to know all the answers, right? And and I think we need to start um, falling more in love with the, with the questions and and help others uh, answer them. Uh, so lovely. You're you're helping me think about some of these things too as I think about. Um you know, knowing that in order to transform organizations and countries, it has to start within and how challenging that is. You know, I think so often the stories of innovators are just like, yeah, and I changed everything and look how perfect I am. But to know that that's a constant internal struggle and journey that people have to go on and to know that deep personal relationships are are critical in order to help you maintain that sense of self-awareness, yeah. see where you always need to change and see the impact that you're having. Is it negative or is it positive on the, on the things that you want to change? So who's, who's somebody who's helped you along this journey? One or two people. Well, there, there are many people, right? Um, I would, I would start with my wife. She, she usually tells me stuff that I don't want to listen. Right. <laughs> Um, and yeah. I think we should be looking for things that we don't want to, or we don't enjoy listening, right? So that we, you can become a better version of yourself week after week. I also can, can think about my boss and my team who, who often provide me feedback, right? Um, I, I usually try to ask more for blind spots than for feedback because yeah. feedback feels as something that you already know. Whereas that's what I, the reason why I think it's so important in your own personal transformation to rely on others is because others might have different opinions or different um, points of views on, on things that you as an individual do not have, right? So, so those two, and then, yeah, I mean, 
people I work with, right? People who are willing to tell you things that can help you think on yourself um, as a product, right? As, as, as something that, that con constantly evolves and that constantly becomes a, a different version, not necessarily a better version, but a different version of yourself and that you are able to, to change your mind, right? And, and, to, yeah. and, to, and to even probably don't laugh anymore at jokes that you were able to love before. Because now, now you have changed your mind, right? So, I try to I try to listen as much as I can. Uh, I know that I'm not the best listener, but I'm trying to become better on that. I think probably my my wife is the person that helped me the most, but also some other close collaborators that that really can can tell things on ways that feel constructive, right? And that yeah. are aligned with a broader outcome and not just like uh, pointing a finger. Because we are humans, and, and usually when we when we got criticized in front of many people, we're probably gonna react on different ways. So I think it's also quite important to yeah yeah to have this this um, um, not only trust but also this level of trust, but also this level of I would I would try to describe this. This is a word that probably does not is, um, exist in in English, uh, but it does exist in Spanish. Um, similar to saudade in Portuguese, which is a word that doesn't uh -huh. exist in, in any other language. Um, but in Spanish, there is a word that um, is called complicidad. Uh -huh. Complicidad means to be a complice. To me, to means that means we, to be a partner in crime, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and to be to be complicit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same translation. But even deeper. Yeah, yeah. It's to to be connected to really believe that that other person wants the best for you, and and that you can connect mentally, right? And and that person really. He or she is your is your partner in crime in your life, in yeah, your work, in yeah. your business. So that I think it's very important. Yeah, there's such intimate relationships. I often talk about. Uh, it's interesting to me that you talk about your wife and then all of these partnerships in work. I call some of those work relationships my work wives or my work husbands. You know, they are people that it is so intimate. You're there for each other. You've got each other's backs. And they can tell you the really hard stuff. You're breaking patterns. That's learning and unlearning are the hardest things to do. Yeah, and and I would add that really when you when you go to work, where now now you don't go to work anymore, but when you connect to work, the people that you enjoy the most working with are those trusted relationships, right? And and not mm -hmm. necessarily just the, the 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 working relationships. It's more about the people that you feel this sense of complicidad or this sense of partnership mm -hmm. crime that you that you're really able to put other interests in front of yours just because you really are a complice of this person. Yeah, yeah, and that keeps you going. I just wanted to have you also talk about some of the other behaviors that you practice as a creative leader. I think some of the things you've already shared around um, falling in love with questions, not necessarily having the answers, that humility, what are some of the things that you think about in the practice of being not just a leader, but a truly creative leader? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very interesting question. In my, in my own career, um, I mean, I have spent 90% of my career in intercorp, of course, but I have had two mandates, right? The first one was to work on a hospitality company. So I was leading the branding, communications, and sales and e-marketing front of things. And in that moment in time, which was until 2004 to 2009, I was uh, expected to to be the expert and to have all the answers and to have all the all the correct approaches, right? And I think that still happens in most in most businesses. But I think when I when I jumped into La Victoria Lab and work started working closely with IDEO, 
um, it was more about um, the questions, right? And, and so it was, it, uh, and even like the people you work with, they value to get to the right question, right? Not to get to the right answer. And then the answer might evolve over time, depending on so many variables. So, so that is, I guess, one reaction to your question. So creative leaders are about the opportunities, not the solutions, they're about the questions, not the answers. Um, and then and then a second thing I would like to share is when I started La Vitoria Lab um, seven and a half years ago, I read a book that uh, strongly influenced on my on my thinking, which is, uh, I think he has been part of the podcast as well, Daniel Pink. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he wrote a book called Drive that, that really changed my, my thinking because he, and it's, he's building on, on former psychological theories of other authors, but he says that there are essentially three things that motivate people, particularly creative people, to bring the best out of them, which are autonomy, to, to provide a space on which they can come up with their best solutions. Number two, mastery. He calls it mastery, which is um, the possibility to, to become better and better at what you do over time. Um, and then number three is a purpose, right? So to work on stuff that has meaning for yourself, it's meaningful for yourself. Um, so I have tried to design our workspace journey and our t- and our team journey, um, building on those three um, foundations of creativity, right? And and they have proven to to work quite well in the last um, decade or so. Yeah, that that purpose of designing to improve the lives for all people in Peru is pretty profound, and it's definitely. Something that you'll never master, but I, I think it's an admirable, admirable yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah. So those are more like like abstract concepts, the three that I just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. But, but if there's one thing I have learned in the last um, three years is that um, people really change when they um, embrace a, a journey of, of, of doing. So learning through doing for me is one of the biggest um, learnings in my in my journey with Intercorp and IDEO. I'll, I'll probably share a, a, a very short story if that's fine with you. Suzanne. Please, yeah. We have been trying to help our leaders, our top leaders at Intercorp, right? The, the people who run the businesses um, go through change over the last eight years, right? And it's hard. It's hard because they are the, they're the most successful business people in the country. Um, most of them run the industry leaders in, on each of their industries. Um, and, and they have reached that point in their career uh, using an approach that works, that has worked for them and that has proven to be successful, right? So they keep asking the question like, why should I change if I am the industry <laughs> leader, right? And, and, and the answer is because the context keep, keeps changing, right? And, and, and the world is changing, yeah. Keeps changing at a, at a faster pace, um, year after year, um, and we need to be prepared to train some muscles that are more future looking and not just like looking into how you got to this point. And we have been struggling with that a lot, right? We have been very unsuccessful on, on shifting the leadership mindsets and, and yeah, probably more like mindsets, right? Until we came up with this idea of, that was three years ago, was what if we approach strategy through a creative approach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we put, um, so Intercorp is organizing four 
business platforms, um, financial services, uh, retail, education, and healthcare. So we set up a cohort, six to eight people per platform with di very different cognitive backgrounds um, and seniority levels and even like gender diversity. So uh, heterogeneous groups. And they went through mm -hmm. a whole summer of envisioning the future of, of, of their business. And they, they did that in four months on a way that the, the, only, the only way to do that successfully was to embrace creative behaviors. So it was very, very organic. At the, before we started this summer, I, I was skeptical about the approach, but after, after four months of, uh, of service, uh, Labitra Lab, my team enabled the process and the journey, but we really were able to observe real time how all these leaders, uh, it was like 30, 35 people, were organically embracing creative behaviors like looking out, right? Uh, mm -hmm. they, they traveled during four months to so many countries, even Asian, Asian countries, which are like 12 hours away from Peru, to learn from other possible futures and purpose-driven organizations. Most of them articulated a, a powerful purpose statement and, and experimentation and empowerment and refinement and collaboration. Right? Collaboration was, was very important because um, the top CEOs of Intercorp are used to work by their own or they were used to work by their own, but then they started learning that if you invite new voices, new approaches, new perspectives into the room, they can build on your point of view and that can become richer. So yeah, amazing. It, was a, it was a very intense journey of learning by doing. And I think um, it was it was something that if we think on creative leadership, we might want to to invite our leaders to um, learn through through learning through doing. Yeah, amazing. And what's also so incredible about that story is that it's you know, knowing that where you started is that in order to make this change, you have to change yourself. And there's no recipe for changing people. You just kind of set the conditions and then you're letting that unfold over time. And your your team is supporting all of these other leaders to make the changes that they need to make in themselves and in their business. I'm going to ask you one more question. I always get the last one and I'm just going to give you like 30 seconds to give us your answer. What is one thing that you wish somebody had shared with you or advice that you had received when you were starting off your career? Okay, if it can be 60 seconds, I would say... Go for it. I would say two things. Um, one is give space for, for discovery and exploration and, and to get lost and, and to really stumble upon those things, those unknown unknowns, right? So provide yourself with space and not just once, not just when you're 17 and you finish high school, but the best things in life come without expecting them or without being intentional. So providing some serendipity to your journey and, and enjoying the discovery part of yourself and your next stage and your next stage is something that I will ask my, my younger Hernan to embed carefully and intentionally. And then, and then the other thing is, I would say, le learn to change your mind. Right. I think that's also very important and to and to be wrong and to and to verbalize I was wrong. Right. I think that's something that I still struggle with, but I, I really want to become a, a better version of myself in that regard. So uh, be, be vulnerable, listen to others um, and particularly listen to things that, that, that you don't enjoy listening because that will make you a better, a better professional and a better person as well. Hernan, thank you so much. That's absolutely beautiful. I love the the provocation to learn to get lost and learn to admit you're wrong and change your mind. So thank you for sharing so much with us today. And um, thank you to this entire community 
for joining us today. I hope these are inspiring words for all of you. If you'd like to learn more about unlocking the creative potential inside of yourself, inside of your teams, inside of your organizations, we invite you to check out our course where we do profile La Victoria Lab and Hernan and his team more deeply. It's called Leading for Creativity. You can find that at idou.com slash leading. And with that, I will see you again next time. Thank you, Hernan. Thanks to you for the invitation. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creative Confidence from IDOU. Stay up to date on our Creative Confidence conversations and send your questions for our upcoming guests. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and sign up for our IDOU newsletter at idou.com backslash CC. Thanks for joining us.